we have the power to connect with accounts that lift us up and disconnect from accounts that drag us down. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. I can't believe it. We are in our very first episode of the new year. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. It just seems like, how did we fly through 50 episodes in the last year? And how are we already into 2022? Like my mind really does boggle. But as we begin this new year, I know that there are a lot of you who have set resolutions and you are looking at ways to maybe improve your physical fitness, your health, Maybe your resolutions are to slow down, to learn ways to listen to your body and your mind better. Maybe you have resolutions for self-improvement, self-discovery. I, too, am a goal setter, and at the beginning of every year, I, too, write down a list of goals, and I typically categorize those into a few different areas, like business goals, family goals, personal goals, home goals. That's where I list out, like, I'm going to organize my storeroom. But this year, I also wanted to touch on something that we spend a lot of time on, but we maybe don't have goals set for. We're talking about, surprise, surprise, social media and digital usage. Guys, I'm going to get a little personal with you right now. As a business owner and a mom, I've learned that I need some time for myself each day that is set aside just for me to focus and be. I don't have to process client requests or emails, no moms, and nothing that I have to respond to in the moment. For some, me time might look like a bubble bath or reading a book or chilling with your favorite series on Netflix, but for me and about 600 other women, it looks like sweat-inspire sisterhood an online fitness membership and community of women that allows me to get stronger and healthier from the comfort of my own home. Every day, you'll find me in my basement, either before the kids wake up or after they're in bed, so I can have 30 to 40 dedicated minutes to myself to work on myself. Sometimes that looks like strength training with my dumbbells. Other times, it's a 40-minute HIIT workout where I burn 400-plus calories Sometimes it's yoga, other times it's Zumba or a treadmill class. But in addition to the daily live workouts and the library of pre-recorded workout options, Coach Erica at Sweat Inspire Sisterhood also puts together weekly meal plans, grocery lists, and recipes. You heard me, recipes, to help me keep my nutrition in line with my goals. If you want to learn more about the sisterhood and try it absolutely free for seven days, head to sweatinspiresisterhood.com slash small-minded. That's sweatinspiresisterhood.com slash small-minded for seven days of workouts, 
healthy recipes, encouragement, motivation, friendship, and fitness at absolutely no cost to you. Sweatinspiresisterhood.com slash smallminded is where it starts. Psst. If you'd like to hear a little bit more about Coach Erica, her story, and how she's grown the sisterhood into a movement, head to episode 27 of this podcast. So when we're thinking about resolutions for the new year and thinking about ways we can maximize our energy, maximize our time, make our lives better, more fulfilling, a lot of ways that we think about social media draws us to think about the negative, the downside. And we'd say things like, I'm going to delete that app. I'm going to swear off social media forever. And while I do think that is admirable and commendable, I do also think that we have reached a point in time where social media is an extension of what we do, where it's a way for us to do business, another avenue for us to share ideas. And not everything that comes from social media is bad, you guys. Social media can be full of so many good things. I mean, think about it. We, at our fingertips, have ways to research and find answers to questions that even 20 years ago, people would have to go to the library, like hoof it down the street to the local library Use the Dewey Decimal System card catalog to find the answer to. We can just type it in and have an answer in five seconds. I then think about that episode of Friends where Joey can only afford one one book of the encyclopedia, and then he studies everything that begins with the letter V, and then his friends want to talk about something that begins with a different letter of the alphabet, and he's like lost again. But I digress. I think about how not only does social media open us up to information, but that can open doors to answers to our health problems, connect us to people that maybe we would not have otherwise have met from halfway around the world. And really, what an exciting time and what a fortunate time for us to go through that pandemic and still be able to be connected in this way. Because like I said, 20 years ago, we would have just during the quarantine been stuck in our homes with minimal ways to contact one another. And thankfully, through the advent of the internet and the digital devices and softwares, we were able to continue distance learning. We were able to continue operating our businesses with digital products. And we really have a blessing if we choose to look at it that way. So what I propose we do with our time here on this episode of the podcast today is we're going to not dwell on the negative aspects of social media, talk about how we need to cut it out from our lives and how it's a scourge on humanity. Instead, I propose that we talk about seven steps that we can take to make social media better because I know there are ways that we can all use it more productively and more inspirationally, so that we feel the positive aspects of it more than the negative. But I'm going to break it down into seven steps. Maybe even you can take this and break it into one step for each day in the next week. And it's just small little action steps. Some of them are just reflections that I want you to jot down in a nearby notebook or journal. Others require you to take small actions. But 
it's all small ways to remind ourselves that social media comes back to the people that it connects us to. And the person who it connects us to most is ourselves. We have the power to connect with accounts that lift us up and disconnect from accounts that drag us down. We have the power to set boundaries. We have the power to maybe even delete certain apps. But regardless, we are the ones that are connecting to other people through those little icons and the time spent on these apps on our phones and these websites on our computers. So how can we use this gift a little more intentionally and a little more better? That's not right. A little more better. (laughs) Oh, well. In 2022, here are the seven steps I propose we take in the next seven days to really use social media for the good in 2022. Step one, I want you to pull out a piece of paper or maybe even the notes app on your phone while you listen to this. And I want you to just sit and be still for a second. I want you to think about the like five most recent times that you've opened up a social app on your phone. It could be TikTok, it could be Instagram, maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's another one, Pinterest, something like that. But I want you to reflect on like maybe those handful of times where you've reached for your phone and you found yourself opening up a social app. Picture yourself as you're scrolling through. Think of those posts that made you stop and read. Think of those pictures that made you double tap. Think of those videos that made you smile. Think of the messages that came in and connected you with another person. Now in your notes app or on your phone, I want you to jot down how you feel when you think about those five most recent interactions with social media. And this doesn't have to be like, you don't have to edit yourself. This is just you speaking to yourself. How do you feel in those five most recent interactions you had on social media? Was it largely positive? Was it largely negative? How were those feelings that you were experiencing in your mind? Then I want you to go into how did you feel in your body? So I know for myself, sometimes when I think about certain posts that I scroll past, I get all tense and I feel it in my chest and I can feel my breath start to quicken and I can feel like my blood pressure rise. And like when it gets to a certain point, like if I'm really escalated, I get shaky. But other times I have moved to tears. So my body reacts with like, I get, (laughs) I like my lip quivers. Like I don't want to cry. I don't like crying. So I really try to hold it back. So in your notes app or on your piece of paper, talk about not only the feelings that come up, the thoughts that come up in your mind, but also how does your body viscerally respond to some of those interactions that you've had on social in the last few days? And then why do you think you felt that way? Why did you have those feelings bubble up? Why did you have your body respond in the ways that it did? Jot that down too. And that's just step one. Step one is recalling how you felt, how you have responded 
just in the short amount of time that you have spent on social apps. And that's all you got to do in day one. The end. You've done it. Good job. Okay, step two for making 2022 better for us on social media. I want you to intentionally seek out those accounts and those people who make you feel down, who make you feel angry, who make you feel upset, unworthy, unappreciative, ungrateful, or jealous. Any account that makes you feel upset is not worth your time, okay? Even if it's someone who you've been friends with for years, even if it's someone that you went to high school with, even if it's like a person that you work across the cubicle from, you don't have to follow them online, you guys. Especially if it's like a business or someone that doesn't even like know you, give them an unfollow. It does not matter. So on Instagram, this can be as simple as clicking that unfollow button. Over on Facebook, you can unfollow or you can also have the option to snooze somebody. So like I know that there might be people that I'm friends with and I don't know if I want to like unfollow them entirely or unfriend them on Facebook, but I can snooze them for like 30 days and then I don't see their updates, I don't see their posts, and it's actually really refreshing. And the benefit of that is that the algorithm then gets retooled. So if I engage less with that post or that person or that account, then Facebook will automatically start like pushing that further and further down in my newsfeed and I won't see it as often. So that's another option too. Not only if you feel like you don't want to completely unfollow or unfriend someone or an account, you can also just choose to not engage with their posts. So for example, if there's like a local news station that you're like, I still want to be following the news station so I get their updates, but I don't want to see certain kinds of headlines anymore. So what you need to do is be like very aware and intentional about the articles that you're clicking into and the videos that you're choosing to watch from that news outlet. So for example, let's say that I follow my local news station, KCRG. I want to continue to see my local headlines, but I don't want to see these like clickbaity ones about like national news that have like the salacious headlines, okay? So if I want to make sure that I don't see those, but I don't want to completely unfollow KCRG, the next time I see that like clickbaity headline about like the most recent national news, like murder mystery story, I need to tell myself, okay, I don't want to click this because if I click it, it tells my social feeds that I am interested in it. They're going to give me more of those in the algorithm. And then pretty soon I'm going to feel like that's all the news that I'm being served. But if I choose intentionally to not engage, then eventually the algorithms will get the drift that I'm not interested in seeing those and it will begin to show me those headlines less and less frequently. So in day two of this cleaning up our social feeds, I want you to focus on the negative, which sounds so stupid, but seriously, I want you to think about those people and those accounts that make you feel badly and unfollow them. I want you to think about those times where you're tempted to watch that crazy video with the clickbait headline, that you're tempted to click into that article and read about that thing that you're just confirming to yourself that you already knew. Resist that urge and just don't click into it. By doing that, you're going to start reprogramming the algorithm 
So that you see less and less of these things that make you feel shitty. And you're going to begin to feel fresher when you come to your newsfeed. Okay, day three of cleaning up our socials for 2022. What I want you to do today is the opposite of yesterday. Focus on the positive, okay? I want you to think about what are the ways that you have been blessed through connections you've made on social media. So this could be maybe you found a friend, maybe you found a spouse, maybe you have learned something about yourself or you found community in a Facebook group that you wouldn't have been able to find otherwise. So for me, it doesn't take me long to find that for myself. For example, when our daughter went through an extreme medical uh, situation back in 2018, she um, had a very rare viral reaction and she ended up being, uh, her spinal cord was injured and she was paralyzed from the neck down for several weeks. Eventually she got movement back in her extremities. Um, but for a long time, we thought like there's only two or three other families locally that we knew of. And by locally, I mean like in our state that had experienced the same disease. And all we knew about the disease and how to like treat our daughter was making educated guesses about people who had similar diseases, but not this exact one. And almost a year to the date of when she had that onset of AFM, another mom, one of the ones in the state that we knew about, who I was actually connected to via Facebook, so there's another blessing, um, that mom said, well, you know, on the Facebook group, I read the other day, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wait, what Facebook group? And she's like, oh, the AFM parent support group on Facebook. Aren't you part of that? I was like, absolutely, I'm not. Can you let me in? And so when I tell you, like, that really changed the way that we treated our daughter. Like, it was a night and day difference. When I got into that group, not that I'm super active in there, but it connected us to families who had worked with a doctor who was doing this surgery. And it wasn't an experimental treatment because she had done this for decades on um, injured patients, like just for accident injury. But she was one of the first doctors to use this approach with kids who had AFM nerve damage from the spinal cord injury. And we would not have been connected to her, nor this surgery, nor would our daughter have been able to do this had we not been connected to this one mom who then connected me to this Facebook group and then gave me this tool to find a better way to serve our daughter. So that is a huge blessing that I would not have had without Facebook. And I want you to think, maybe yours doesn't have to be that extreme, but maybe it gave you an inspiration for a new hobby. Maybe you found this dessert recipe that you took to the family Christmas and now everybody talks about it and it's like your signature dish that you take places. And it doesn't have to be anything serious. It can be something just joyful. But if it made a positive impact on you, then that's a way that social media has benefited you for the good. And I don't want to discount even the things that we might write off as trivial because those are good things in our lives. And even the tiniest bit of good is a good thing. I wish I had a, a more expanded vocabulary for that. But <laughs> I want you to reflect, okay? So think back about the positive connections 
And you can jot this down into a notebook or again in your notes app on your phone and just jot down the different positive benefits that you've seen in your life as a result of being connected to people, ideas, places, organizations via the internet. Okay, guys, before we go any further, we need to talk about something personal. Your dinner. (laughs) I'm not sure about you, but fall and winter are busy at our house between chicken chores, shuttling the kids to school and activities and therapy, harvest, working, and laundry. My God, the laundry. Some nights I don't start dinner until six o'clock. And on nights like these, I'm lucky to have a friend who makes mealtime a little bit easier for our family of six. My friend Lindsay at Chilled Freezer Meals helps make dinner simple and convenient while using whole ingredients that you can feel good about putting on your table. Chilled offers fully frozen meals for local pickup and home delivery to communities throughout Eastern Iowa. And she also ships meal bundles nationwide. They have convenient options for conventional meals, including quick prep ideas for the crock pot or the instant pot, as well as choices for those following a gluten-friendly or keto lifestyle. With budget-friendly options and sizes from single serve to portions for large families like mine, they've got something to fit your budget and your needs, even for those picky palates like the ones you find at my house. We love the breakfast burritos. They make our mornings a dream and her single-serve meal packs that are just perfectly portioned for those work-from-home lunches or even days when my kids are out of school. If you're more likely to find yourself cooking your meals this winter, Lindsay and her team also offer a range of digital products to help meal planning easier and make it a little more accessible so you can get dinner on the table without a lot of fuss. Visit chilledfreezermeals.com slash pages slash small-minded to see what Lindsay and her team have in store for you. And to sweeten the deal, if you're a first-time customer, you can get 10% off your first order by using promo code small-minded at checkout. Again, that's chilledfreezermeals.com slash pages slash small-minded. And you first-time customers can get 10% off your order using the promo code small-minded. And if you'd like to hear a little bit more about Lindsay's story and how she's grown chilled, head to episode 56 of the Small-Minded Podcast to hear a little bit more about Lindsay and this amazing chilled freezer meals business. All right, step number four for making 2022 a better social media experience for us all. I call this intentional interactions. So this is something that I teach to my social media students in social school, but it's something that you can do just as a regular social media user too. So we'll just modify this a little bit. For my social school students who are business owners, I tell them for 15 minutes once a week to set a timer and go and just have engaging interactions with people and accounts that they want to be connected with online. So they might log into Facebook, And they've got a list of businesses or people that they want to like, comment on their posts, share their posts, things like that. And this could be local, like people in their location, people interested in the industry that they serve, things like that. But for you, just as like an average social media user, not even if you're a business owner or not, you can still take this concept and apply it. So for 15 minutes, rather than just mindlessly scrolling and like randomly clicking on things, 
I want you for 15 minutes once a week to do the following things. I want you to seek out three positive, uplifting accounts and choose three posts from each of those accounts that you like. Okay, so you're going to go find three uplifting accounts. For example, off the top of my head, I like Upworthy, I like Tank's Good News, and I like Good 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 Co. over on Instagram. They all make me feel good. And there are also some like darker meme pages (laughs) that make me laugh. And so even if they are like not necessarily just good, uplifting, inspiring news, they do make me laugh because they have funny jokes, even if they are like kind of raunchy or adult themed. Um, even if they make me laugh, that is still like, it gives me a good feeling. And so that would be fitting of this too. So you're going to find three of those accounts that you like, that make you feel good. And then you're going to, on each of those three accounts, like three posts. Okay. So three is the number you're thinking of first. Two, I want you to go and reach out to two people that you are friends with or connected to and leave a good thoughtful comment on recent posts that they shared. So this could be you reaching out to someone that you were friends with in college, but you haven't connected with in a long time. Go back to their Christmas photo and say, hey, I just wanted to say that your Christmas photo was so cute of you, and I hope everything is doing good for you. Or this could be you reaching out to a local business that you have done, like you've been a patron of them for years and years, but you've just never taken the time to thank them for what they do. Or you've maybe like not left them a review before, even though you use their services every week. This is a time for you to go out and leave a review because that could mean a world of difference to them as a small business owner. So you're going to do the three. So three accounts that make you feel good. You're going to like three posts from those three accounts. Two, you're going to go out to two people or organizations and you're going to leave thoughtful comments on recent posts. And then one You are going to share one uplifting, positive, inspiring post to your Facebook page or to your Instagram stories so that you can share the good with others. And I always go to, um, like on Instagram, I like to follow Morgan Harper Nichols because she always has some really beautiful, inspiring quotes that I can share out. Um, Over on Facebook, there is a local chapter of nuns in a convent nearby. And they have like just really great daily tips and like ways to live a more faithful life that I've loved to share too. So find out that page that really inspires you and you're going to share one thing to your own feed to make that better. Okay, so that's day four. All right, day five of action. Now you'll notice that we're getting like, we're going from being like just doing things on day one that are in our own notebooks, in our own heads, we're writing it down. Now we're like getting a little bit more present on social, okay? We're going to take some actual steps on social media that people can see. So in day five, what I want you to do is share one gratitude, okay? And it can be as simple as saying, today I am grateful for my cat. And that's what you post on Facebook. Or you can like take it up a notch and say, today I'm grateful for my cat. And you share a picture of your cat. Or you could say, today I'm grateful for my cat whiskers. And it's a picture of you and whiskers. So you can like really adjust this to your comfortability. But I want you today to share something that you are grateful for. And this could be very like surface level. So today I'm grateful for coffee because it leaves me caffeinated. Or it could be very deep. 
I am grateful that I'm digging into how social media can be better for me so that it improves my mental health and all of the good things that come from being aware of mental health. So this is step five. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be fancy, but I do want to see you take an active step in sharing something you're grateful for and creating that joy and that good on social media yourself. This is going to be huge because it's going to get people to see that gratitude and joy. People will comment and they will like your post, I promise you. And then that will make you feel good. It'll give you some endorphins. And I guarantee you will inspire someone else to share a gratitude as well. And so you're going to cause this positive ripple effect throughout your friend network that is going to just really expand beyond yourself. And it's hard to think about like, oh yeah, I'm going to cause this just from like posting a sentence on social media. But seriously, behind every screen is a person. And every time a person comes across a picture or a word that we share here on social media, sometimes we get caught up in thinking like nobody's going to see this and nobody cares. And that's when we can get some like keyboard warriors happening over in comment sections that turn like kind of nasty in a hurry. But if we also think about like behind every screen is a person, behind every comment is a person, behind every post is a person. And those people have feelings and thoughts and good days and bad days and like families and friends and struggles and successes and shame and pride. And they just are so complex. The more that we can empathize with understanding that there are people behind these screens and the more steps we can take to make the space that we occupy on these screens a little more positive and uplifting, then we can share that with other people and we can create a space that feels good. So today, day five of this process, whenever you're tackling it, I want you to share something you're grateful for. The end. All right, day six of this experiment for seven steps to making social media better in 2022. I want you to think about the energy and the actions that you bring to the table, or I guess bring to the app when you log in, <laughs> to Facebook, Instagram, etc. Now, I know that for me, I'm somebody who's like a huge poster. Like, you know, I post frequently, like over on Small Minded Podcast, over on Molly Knuth Media for my clients, I'll post. Like on my personal accounts, I'll post more infrequently, but still posting. So I'm somebody who like over the years, I just have gotten comfortable with just sharing things and putting my life out there. I don't share every single thing, but I'm also like not uncomfortable with showing my face. But I know that that's not, that's probably the exception more than the rule. And for some people, maybe you don't want to like take an active role. Maybe you are just like scrolling and reading and scrolling and reading and you don't take time often to like interact and engage with posts. Or maybe you're someone who does interact and engage with other people's content, but maybe you don't post it yourself. And that's okay. We all have different roles. And definitely there are people who are like influencers and social media stars, and they are definitely more comfortable sharing things that I never would. But what I want you guys to think about is like, what is the role that you play on social media? And then what is the energy that you're bringing into that? When you are someone who is posting, are you taking the time to create good things? Or are you someone who, when you post, you're like bringing other people down and you're pointing out faults and flaws and ways that they're thinking about things wrong and you're right? Because that's definitely bringing in energy and you can either build people up or you can tear them down. And I think that we would 
I don't know. Here's me on a soapbox. But I do think that we should treat people like people on the internet. We shouldn't just, if you wouldn't say it in real life, don't say it on the internet. The end. But think about the energy you bring to your social spaces. And then if you're someone who posts a lot and people are like commenting nasty things or people aren't engaging, and how does that make you feel? So then maybe you need to take a step back and be like, is this serving me? And if it does make you feel good to post, even no matter what people are saying, then continue to do it. Great. But if every time you post, you like feel like negative about it or feel bad, then maybe just take a step back and take a break. That's okay too. Or if you're somebody who is logging in and you're just reading articles and you're like getting fired up because people are saying things and doing things that you don't agree with, maybe it's time for you to like say something about it. Maybe make a post of your own that like shares your views. Or maybe it's just sharing that gratitude and sharing that gratitude for a few days. And by creating that little bit of light, then that can really change the perspective you had. And again, like we said in the previous day, day five, maybe you're the person that just starts that ripple effect that will really change the tide for how people in your circles are responding and behaving online. But think about the energy you bring. Think about the actions you take. And if these actions are in line with how you want to feel, then keep doing it. But if the actions that you take on social media are not in line, they're not lifting you up, they're not filling your bucket, then maybe think about ways that you can take different actions or maybe take a step back to make yourself feel better about the time that you spend on these social media apps. Okay, last day of this seven days or seven steps to a better 2022 on social media. What are you going to do that is sustainable for the long haul to continue to make social media a better place for yourself and for those in your social network? This can look like just repeating these seven steps once a month. This can look like setting up like Instagram shutdown reminders because you can do that within the app now where you can set like a 30 minutes for the day, one hour for the day, and then you get a reminder that it's time to shut down. This can look like if you scroll TikTok and you get caught in a rabbit hole for a whole hour, like every day, maybe it's setting that boundary and saying, you know, I'm just going to uninstall the app and then I'll reinstall it on Saturday and then I'll uninstall it again on Sunday. And it's just setting these habits so that all of these steps that we went through about how you're feeling, the negative impacts of social, the positive connections that have resulted, the gratitudes that you have, sharing those gratitudes, taking actions. We want to make sure that the actions that we take become habits so that we are creating good consistently or we are feeling good consistently. And by following these seven steps, and being aware of how we feel and not just mindlessly grabbing for our phones and logging into Facebook and scrolling for hours and then feeling all different ways, we want to make sure that the time and the efforts that we're spending there are intentional and they're filling our buckets and they are making us better people, not feeling disheartened and negative about those around us because in the end, we are connecting with people in these spaces. We want to treat them as such. And it all starts with us. If we are kind and we are uplifting and we are helping others out, then that's what we will see when we are interacting and engaging on these social networks. So my challenge to you 
is to go through these seven steps yourself. Make a commitment for an action or actions you're going to take in 2022 so that social media is a place where you feel good, where you create good, and where you find good. And I'm going to commit to that too because I really do believe that there's power here. And I do know and I do recognize and I do feel negative about it from time to time as well. But I also know that if we are intentional about what we're doing here, as intentional on social media as we are in the interactions we have with people in real life, then we have the power to make this space good and happy and uplifting and a good place for everyone. All right, let me know in the comments over at Small Minded Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, what was your takeaway from today's episode? Was there an action that really stuck out to you? Was there something that you said, hey, that's what I'm going to do? I really would love to hear back from you. So head over to at Small Minded Podcast on Instagram or on Facebook and let me know your thoughts about today's episode. I'll be back next week with an amazing guest interview. And until then, I'm excited to hear your comments. Take care, everybody. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded.